0: We need to really embrace the new year, preferably with a very empty glass and see whether it's going to be half empty or half full throughout the year and how we're we going to fill our cup as we move forward toward the end of 20 into 21.
1: Today on Daddy Linen's Summer Series, we are heading to Byron Bay to talk to Sam Gowing. Sam is mostly Just an awesome, ace, fun person, and I just love her. But she is also a highly qualified chef, clinical nutritionist, and author with a Le Cordon Bleu Master's Degree in Gastronomic Tourism. Sam, you're known as Australia's spa cuisine guru, but I feel like that barely starts to describe all the things that you do and all the hats that you wear, and... I'm just so thrilled to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. It's It's been a bit of a one. It's good to see the calendar tick over.
0: Um, it is so refreshing.
1: Sam, tell us a bit about your life in Byron Bay and about the 2020 that you've had.
0: <coughs> right on cue. Barking <laughs> to get into 2021 we are. <laughs> Look, this. I, I left Melbourne in... 2008 um, physically that is obviously not sentimentally and that journey took me directly to Byron Bay where I thought I'd just tinker around and do a few things and it just seemed to open up so many other opportunities uh, so much in the world of travel so as soon as I got here I began working out of places like Zanzibar in Tanzania and Sri Lanka and it really broadened my horizons and hence my gastronomic tourist um, business kind of operated and opened up and wellness tourism is something I've been working in around the world in spa cuisine for the last nearly 14 years Danny so of course mid-March that fell rapidly on its head and 83% of the business was lost which is resort and spa consulting and of course big corporate events sort of master chef style team building events that we do um in conjunction with some of the large resorts here so that's how autumn kind of began
1: in 2020 for me you've been doing wellness before anybody really talked about it you i mean if you you were doing wellness before activated almonds were um a thing uh it, it I think one of the things I love about you is that you're not dogmatic. You've got a lot of, you know, scientific knowledge that backs up the dishes that you serve and the way that you cook and the way that you, I guess, school people up in how they can cook and eat as well. But you're not a, I don't know, you're realistic about life. You love a glass of wine. Um, Yeah, you don't put food into good and bad boxes. Um, Can you just explain your brand of wellness?
0: Well, life's too short for dogma and i I just think that you know in the last ten years where there's so much confusion, and unfortunately, so much of that confusion is led by people who are often self appointed in nutrition um, and in wellness that haven't taken the time to do the science based research in tertiary education because tertiary education really helps you formulate a science based evidence approach to health and nutrition and wellness was really a term coined in the late 90s and that's been when i began my wellness career i guess i sold the grace darling hotel that i owned and operated with my brother chris gowing in melbourne in 1998 and really wanted to make a difference and reduce the amount of trans fats that i carried around the restaurant floor, so less fried food, just as an example. And for me, wellness really blossomed into a dedicated yoga practice, which I still do 25 years later, and I've literally come from this morning. And that is about uh, acknowledging that our mind is just an aspect of what we do. And if we can control that mind, if we can really separate that, we become... I don't know, more of a whole person. And that's just not about the individual. That's about a business approach. That's about looking at our businesses and our lives and our relationships as a holistic entity rather than this is right, this is wrong. And so, you know, if you want chocolate souffle for breakfast, go for it. Maybe just ease back on the sugar in the next 24 hours afterwards that's my <laughs> philosophy
1: I know you'll love that I do love it um because anyone that gives me permission to have souffle for breakfast chocolate or otherwise is um a friend for life you know <laughs> that that whole concept of of you know that holistic view of the of the of the human body and mind I think is really great and it just makes me think of uh something I heard a while back I kind I think maybe I don't know if I don't know where I heard it But it was talking about academics, and it was talking about how disconnected they are from between body and mind. And they said that um, they they only think of their body as this vehicle to carry their brain between meetings. Wow! I was like, I love that. Wow! It's just such a such a strong image. But I suppose the way that you look at things it's like the body's really important the mind's really important they 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 work best when they're integrated
0: absolutely and you know I'm a hedonist and I'm a pleasure seeker and always have been but I find a lot more pleasure in not having a lot of gravity you know a lot of um worry and stress and if that means I have to pull back on the aforementioned wine then my body is better for it because it doesn't ache and creak and moan and all of that kind of thing so I look at where the pleasure spots are and where I can get the pleasure that might be swimming long distance in the ocean preferably without the sharks at the moment Or Mm. it might be, you know, as I say, practicing yoga or it might be drinking French champagne, Mm. you know, whatever that is, as long as I know how to quickly restore anything that I've kind of gone overboard, um, not physically, then I know how to pull that back. And that is, you know, I look at that pH balance, that acid alkaline balance which is really important, you know. We know we need to eat more vegetables, particularly this week because we are leading into New Year. We need to have a little bit more kind of dark green leafy vegetables just to help us break down some of that protein overload that many of us have probably had over that Christmas and carbohydrates, you know, Mm. if we look at that macronutrient component. So Dare I say, you know, it's a life in balance. I try not to throw that word around because my life is usually the 80-20 rule, which I know you and I have celebrated and talked about in the past. But we need to really embrace the new year, preferably with a very empty glass and see whether it's going to be half empty or half full throughout the year and how we're we going to fill our cup as we move forward toward the end of 20
1: into 21. Mm, I love it. Sam, just explain the 80-20 rule for people who aren't aware of sure. it, haven't heard that expression before.
0: So, oh, we haven't? Okay, I'm sure we would have um, thrown that around. The 80-20 rule is just a little bit of a guideline. It's pretty much 80% do what you can to maintain a really healthy balance and outlook, and that's diet, nutrition, if you wanted to mention the D word, but eat really well. And then 20% is run amok. Do what you want to do. If you, as I say, have souffle for breakfast, champagne for supper, whatever you want to do, just try and have that little equation going on so you can bounce back more effectively and you have less wear and tear on your body and on your mind. And we know that alcohol is obviously a huge player over the festive season. Many of your listeners will be going, oh, my giddy aunt, I shouldn't have had that extra shardy last night, but what the hell, I did then just trying not to beat yourself up, maybe doing a little bit more, 20% to try and bring some of that,
1: um, I don't know, uh, dysbiosis back into balance. Um, So, Sam, you got up to autumn 2020 when things fell away rather a lot in your business. Tell us how the year progressed for you.
0: Well, I marched down to the Ballina um, Centrelink office and so I thought I might as well put my hand out because I worked for myself um, for a really long time and t- losing 83% of the business overnight was quite shocking. But during that time leading up to the pandemic, I started tinkering around to build a new website and I just thought, you know what, I can either throw the towel in, walk away, you know, walk away from what became more of an events-based business or I can diligently diligently tinker under the um, internet bonnet, create a new website and then create a lot more coursework and content and keep my head above water and sell my product, which is Black Betty BAM online. And so I kind of pivoted, dare I use the P word, um, from (laughs) an events business into what I really do now is create content online and I do love doing that I love the digital platform I try not to do it all the way into the night and overnight so I now have a 10-week course as well as a four-week course which was already existing that's taught through Le Cordon Bleu online learning. So that's plant-based nutrition and wellness.
1: Wow. So um, Black Betty Bam is a product, a jarred product that you sell. It's absolutely delicious. How would you you. describe it?
0: Black Betty Bam is a plant-based powerhouse. She's rich in vitamin B and she's a black tahini base, so it's a plant-based umami bomb and some people liken it to Vegemite but it tends to go further you can have that stirred through your carbonara you can have it with antipasto salumi platters toward the end of the day you can have it as a midnight snack you can stir half a teaspoon in hot water to have a beautiful pick-me-up as well so it's vegan vegetarian she's black hence her name that's the color of her and it's just a good round all-round tonic with a little bit of chinese medicine added to it and um, a bloody good dose of bar and bay intention <laughs>
1: love it <laughs> so you've really transformed yourself from being in a room with people to teaching online how what have some of the challenges been in getting your message across in a different format
0: so the online world is, is quite different insofar as online learning. You know, nothing beats 100 people in a room, in a resort or on the veranda, you know, really punching it out, you know, dare I say MasterChef style in a team building challenge. Having to put everything online and really um, fact check and evidence based research into these courses and make it user friendly is a whole different um, forum and that took a good two months to write that 10-week course in conjunction with the great team at Le Cordon Bleu who then create the platform and plug in, you know, all of that content as well. So... I really had to go back to kind of that yin activity, as we might say, in the Chinese medicine cosmology, as opposed to being, you know, exuberant and yang and bumping in gear, in and out and, and, and uh, all of that kind of thing. So it was a massive transition because I realised this was the future. But what it's done, Danny, and I know many of your readers, listeners, of course, will resonate with this, I have very um, a much lower cost of goods because I'm not purchasing more equipment and obviously produce, and it's much easier on my body because I'm not lifting boxes and I'm not picking up produce from all over town and then bumping in and bumping out. So Mm. that's been a true blessing in disguise. The GST is a little bit more affordable um, and it's made me a lot more um, focused and measured because I kind of know what's happening from week to week and month to month. And this year and into summer 2021 is the first time I've actually had a dedicated holiday in 20 years of working for myself because I know what's to come. So St Corona
1: in some aspects to me. That's so interesting. So as presumably we are allowed to travel whether it's 2021 or going into 2022. Can you imagine yourself scaling that side of the business back up or do you feel like you've found your new normal?
0: I think I'm pretty much in the new normal. I think within the realms of travel and, you know, if um, Club Med, for example, whom I was working with right up until everything fell over, then they might hopefully say, you know, can you come back in a year or two and check on the projects? then sure, if I've got that kind of uh, engagement and that particular program running, I can see that coming on board. But I don't think I'll as diligently chase the work in far-flung countries and seek out, you know, those niche jobs that I was able to do, um, perhaps with as much eagerness. I think I'll really measure what the price per day, you know, what the actual labour is and the travel time and all the wear and tear on my body um, and my wallet, you know, that kind of goes with it. It sounds very glamorous, travelling all over the world and doing resort and spa work and there are aspects of that but you don't factor in, you know, waiting at the carousel, carrying all your equipment, all of those kind Mm. of variables as well. And, of course, you know, the new normal of extra hygiene and safety and, dare I say, travelling with food and food production worldwide is very um, hazardous, for want of a better word.
1: And do you think that you (laughs) had pushed some of those negatives about the business that you had up to the pandemic, do you think you'd pushed some of those uh, the, the, the downside of it aside just because it 's what you were doing, and it was only when yes. you were forced to stop that you really that you realized there were aspects about it that were a real drag
0: absolutely you know absolutely i mean even just packing up and popping on a masterclass, which you have been to and been a part of a few years ago down to Melbourne purely so I could visit friends and family and, of course, create an activity for my Melbourne clientele, just when I really crunched those numbers down, it was, dare I say, many of those activities are a love job and that's absolutely okay. But relying on them for income and um, the bottom line is probably not, you know, the greatest business model, not when I compare how content creation is And, of course, I have a global audience now with the online learning programs and people come from, you know, Beirut from, to Bahrain to, oh, to other parts of the Middle East, South America and so forth. So I really had to get the budgie <laughs> mirror out, take a good, long, hard look at myself and work out, can't I just travel to Melbourne for pleasure and not always have to make a business trip, in inverted commas, out of it? It's, so that's yeah. really
1: been great clarity and a lot of um, relief. It's really, it's that sounds quite transformative. And I think one of the things that a lot of people have realised through 2020 is how much, or they've questioned how much of themselves they want to give to certain situations. And I think, you know, I've been to one of your masterclasses, as you say, and you really put in, like it was It is an incredible experience like you you seem to aim to over deliver and people get so much out of it there's so much information there's so much food you go to great lengths to create an atmosphere of conviviality and you know shared pleasure so that no one would ever walk away from one of your events without thinking oh when's the next one how do I get back in a room with this amazing person and you know uh, go home with all this great knowledge I think it it has been something that people have thought a lot about this year is like, is, I know I'm creating value for the people who are coming to see me, but am I creating enough value for myself? And they're really hard questions to ask of yourself, aren't you? Because especially in a hospitality setting, it is all framed around giving. So, I mean, how do you sort of unpick those threads and work out how to create a balance in that sense?
0: Well, I think that, That's, I I miss that. Of course, I miss that connection, and there's a few face to face opportunities locally here. But I think people have become to trust the online mechanism um, with so much acceptance now and know that that's available that I'm actually able to deliver that sense of authenticity, excuse me, one second, and hospitality through that online learning platform. Of course, it's not as sensory. But there's still that online connection that if people want something, I try and answer within that 12 hours. Obviously, we have run on different time zones and so forth. And with the cook-alongs, which is an online program that we offered throughout the year, and we might cut that back. That is, you know, people can gather their ingredients, tune in at, say, 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon with a glass of wine and cook along with me. So there are those opportunities as well to connect, but... Having said that, I sus—I suspect that next year when the corporate events start to roll back in, hopefully here in Byron Bay anyway and around the country, that I will be a lot more astute and the price tag and the value, you know, the value will probably be even richer for the ticket holder and the price tag may be slightly more, but I will be doing it with a lot more peace and ease and probably less struggle and um, it'll look different, but they'll have a lot more one-on-one time perhaps with myself mm. or a bit more of an intimate experience um, with food, of course, um, in that in that realm, I think. But it's also given me an opportunity to think about writing my next book. I've written page one, so that's always a good start. <laughs> <given> <laughs> that's that the hardest page. The of the year. That was the hardest page. And, you know, trying to supplement that with messages and so forth. So... You know, I think people can still come to Byron Bay within reason. They can still have private tuition. They can get that information. But I don't think I'll able to be able to be as generous in that kind of masterclass style without other support. You know, uh, maybe there's sponsorship, that kind of um, uh, operation that needs to occur. And you know, mm. whether that's a part part of a festival in the future. I'm not sure i'll have to really work on that, but thank you. That's lovely to hear you say that experience and how you enjoyed it
1: Well, I think you know we've seen it in a lot of restaurants um where they've they've come out of lockdown and they 've created experiences they've they 've created set menus, for example, where they 're saying no this is this is what we need to charge, this is what we 're worth, and if you want to come here, this is the basis on which you come, or people have cut hours, perhaps it's a you know they 're not doing lunches anymore because they were barely viable, and they 've realized that they would rather have a bit more time to you know have a life um, i think there's a there's been quite a lot of people like drawing lines, realizing that you know they need to create. Balance for other aspects of their life that they can that once they were forced off the treadmill that um, they realised that they didn't want to get back on it or at least not in the same way, and I, th- I think it's definitely been there have been opportunities with Saint Corona to reassess where we want to put our mm. energy and what we want to charge for it.
0: Mm, absolutely, and you know the value of still stillness and the value of connection. And family time or reconnecting, you know, for those that weren't cooking into their home kitchens and literally breaking bread and realising that that treadmill that they were creating for themselves, that mouse on a wheel, really no longer serves them. And I think, if anything, while there's anxiety and we certainly will see, sadly, an increase in post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, around the fallout of the pandemic, what we're also hopefully going to see is a shift in some of those other ongoing chronic um, illnesses and, dare I say, complexities of health, such as anxiety of people being burnt out because they're physically overdoing it. And the restaurant industry, having known it very intimately all my life now, it seems like that really had to change. And push had to come to shove. And I think people are realising they don't have to be there 24-7 and they can put on set menus. They can understand their stock control, their purchasing. They can run better restaurants. They can be nicer to their staff, look after their staff more graciously. And 2020 Vision has created that. And for some people, maybe they need to change industry. And that's okay too, you know, it's okay to let go. And I think people really need to end this year realising that if it's okay to step away and perhaps pursue something that serves them and fulfils their hearts and fills their cup with much more abundance, perhaps that's the way to go as well.
1: Mm. Love it, Sam. So I would love to finish off with you talking about food. Can you build a summer salad for me and put it, just feed it to me straight into my ears. (laughs) It would
0: probably be whatever fruit's still kicking around, whether it's stone fruit or those glorious melons. And of course, the berries are so beautiful. If you're using the stone fruit, even a mango, perhaps, or a slice of watermelon, whack it on the barbie with the prawns. Peel off the prawns, slice them, serve it with some of that charred uh, fruit that you've chosen, as I say, maybe a few berries on top, lots of mint, whether it's Vietnamese or just English garden mint or whatever beautiful herbs you've got going on, a drizzle of fresh lime, a little bit of olive oil if you want to, some Olsen's Red Gum Smoked Salt, which I absolutely adore, you might have a pomegranate still kicking around for Christmas. Throw a couple of those kernels on top. You're good to go. That's what I'd be doing.
1: Oh, I am so there for that. I can see it. All those bright colors and the uh, amazing fragrances, and yeah, yeah. The, the grill marks. I mean, it just says summer. And I, yeah, it's it's juicy and it's fresh and it's very lively. And I know it's going to make me feel good and um, honest.
0: Yeah, super honest.
1: Um, Sam, absolute pleasure to chat to you. I wish you all the best for 2021. Um, it's just really great to get a bit of Byron sunshine onto the podcast. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure, Danny, and happy new year to everyone. And let's see what unfolds.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at dirtylinenpodcast. Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Wheats production.